Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Time for the Buck Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. We're streaming at 680thefan.com. Get that fan mobile app. Listen on the smart speaker. 10 o'clock hour on The Fan is brought to you by the Haug Baron Law Group. We got Nerney in the house. DT ready to get to work. Road dogs on the road. Getting ready for Nick and Chris as we get this week started. Hope your Mother's Day went well. Ours was somewhat busy, but I'll spare you the details on that. Just know the Baloo's are hanging tough. Nerney, let's get to work. Bucks. Big. Take. So, how do you win in the big leagues? Number one, you get good pitching. Number two, you play good D. Number three, you get a couple of guys in the lineup swinging a hot bat at the same time. Number three, for our team, the Atlanta Braves, that's been a problem. Olsen has won for his last 15. And don't, don't even bring up the bloop that he threw in there yesterday. Although it was good to see it fall. Riley is suddenly one for his last 20. Ozuna, two for his last 27. And now, remember, these guys hit two, three, and four in the lineup. Now, there is some good news to report. Acuna is heating up. Ronald is four for his last five with two bombs. Now, if we could just get Matt Olson back on track, or get Marcelo Zuna going. We'd have something going on. And one more thing. In case somewhere over there uh, you got the Braves executives listening. Thanks for the ring, by the way. That was awesome. Can we get William Contreras more at bats? Can we DH him? Can we catch him? And please, please. Don't send him back down to AAA and activate that old guy, Pena, when he gets ready to play. As I understand it, Pena, the uh, veteran who we signed in the offseason, I believe it was a two-year, $10 million deal, two years, $8 million, something along those lines. I guess we uh, signed him to be the, the backup veteran uh, receiver behind the plate, but he can't hit a lick. And we're struggling hitting the baseball right now. Contreras is raking. Can we keep him up, please? And get him in the lineup. Because we need all the hot bats in the lineup we can get right now. And there's your hot take. Or the big take, I'm sorry. That's what it's sort of to the big take. That's what it's built off of. I mean, okay, how do we get to the uh, top topic at the very beginning of the show? And you look around and sports talk radio, and it seems like everybody's got the hot take. So we just put a spin on it and said, uh, okay, uh, the big take. We're going to get started. 
with a big take every day. And I know Nick likes to make fun of it. But so far, I think it's worked uh, very well. Come with the uh, the big take right off the top of the show. I mean, we got 42 minutes of content on the Buck Baloo Show, Monday through Friday, 10 to 11. 42 minutes. There's no room to be fooling around. We can't sit here and talk about the movie we saw over the weekend or the best sandwich in town. There's no time for that. Got to get right to the big take. And we do have some uh, audio nerdy on the big take. Let's hear from Adam Duvall, who had a bomb yesterday, about how this offense looks like it's coming around. You know, anytime you can bust out into it and get a good lead, you know, that's when you can play aggressive. That's when you can kind of, you know, like get after it a little bit. So, you know, I'm looking to build on that, looking to, um, you know, just continue working. He might want to keep swinging that pink bat they were swinging yesterday in honor of all the mothers out there. Uh, Charlie Morton, man, let's go right into chopping it up and talk about Charlie. Time to talk breeze. Let's chop it up. Presented by Haug Law Group, your local personal injury attorneys. HaugLawGroup.com. Charlie Morton looking good yesterday. Uh, One for the first time in his last five starts. Went five, allowed two runs. uh, I'm sorry, two hits and no runs. And look much improved from the previous four starts that we saw with Charlie. Apparently, he looks like he's back on track. His April ERA was seven. And this seems to be a two-year trend for him. You look back a year ago in April, ERA was 476. Flipped around in May was 377. So this might be a trend with Charlie, just a slow starter in April. And then he gets it turned around in May. Let's hear from Charlie talking about how uh, he feels like he's back on track. I don't know. I don't. I don't necessarily think it's a. It's not results per se oriented, but I think it's more of something. Something that I'm seeing in the hitters. I, I think it's it's a culmination of a lot of things and just kind of getting back on track. So step steps in the right direction. Yeah, that's it's a big deal. But I feel like today I felt my in, into my delivery a little bit better than I have been, and um, and I saw some of the things that I was hoping to see out of the hitters. Yeah, it just looked like he had better command, putting the ball in the location that they were trying to put it in a little more consistently. Snit saw it. He thought it was positive. Yeah, I mean, I think it was a definite step forward. I mean, I think he really was grinding through that five innings. It was good. I mean, any little, I said, I think positive steps forward are big. And, you know, it's a really good team that he was going up against. And so I I think it was a good, you know, a very positive day. Yeah, and look, every, every team in Major League Baseball would love to have five lights out starters. 20 game winners all through the rotation. It doesn't. Look around. It doesn't really work out that way. Not in this day and time. But I'll tell you what, for me at least, I would love to see our team have a knockout one-two punch at the top of the rotation. And we've got Max Freed, who has got Cy Young stuff going on right now, and he has for the last two years. Look, make no mistake about it. Max Freed, one of the top starters in baseball today. 
And we need Charlie backing that up in that two spot in the rotation so we get that one-two punch. It's important for Charlie Morton to produce. And, yeah, I didn't doubt that, that he would not put it together. I didn't give up on him or anything like that, like I have Enoah. Uh, Charlie's a winner. Great to have him in the rotation. Great to have him, apparently, back on track. Because, look, if Charlie didn't put it back together, then AA would have to start hitting that trade deadline thing, looking for another quality starter. And those don't come easy, ladies and gentlemen. So Freed and Morton, up top, one and two. Got Anderson need him, picking it up a little bit. And we'll all be feeling a little better about things. And there's your Braves talk right off the top of the show today. Braves are going to dominate at this point in time in the year. Football, you know, we got the NFL draft has come and gone. College football, you'll have coaches actually getting a couple of days off at this point in time. So the content out of football, uh, taking a step back, and you'll hear us going uh, bigger and bigger with Braves baseball here through the summer months. Speaking of football, though, let's get to the Buck Blue Show headline today. Headline is the uh, Falcons up at base camp, as, as the former coach used to call it. I just call it Flowery Branch, the Atlanta Falcons. They've got their rookie mini camp. We'll get underway later this week. This fine, well, some people have this this draft class for the Falcons uh, rated, I saw, or some of them rated it out an A, a B plus. Now, in the beginning, I flagged it. I gave I it give an the F. Falcons an F. Now, I don't know, Ernie, if you saved the drop of me elevating that to a C. Yeah, I didn't think you saved that well, one. Well, that wasn't uh, <laughs> it's quite of a hot take, yeah, exactly. so to speak. <laughs> I gave yeah. that pick an F. Yeah, I had it an F, and then I upgraded it because of the curve. I didn't factor the curve in. See, so after I did that, it elevated to a C. Anyway, the draft class for the Atlanta Falcons will be showing up. They've got practice on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Now, look, they're going to be in shorts and T-shirts out there on the practice field. They don't put them in pads. And this should make them very comfortable because one of the criticisms I had about the Falcons and their executive team and the personnel team and Fontenot and all those guys was they must believe this is a seven-on-seven league in the National Football League, seven-on-seven, because of the lack of investment into the line of scrimmage players, which we desperately need on both sides of the ball, offensive line and defensive line. So this rookie minicamp, will uh, they'll be very comfortable with this in shorts and T-shirts, seven-on-seven. And then we'll hear uh, coming up probably... On Monday, I'll be in here, and I'll be talking about how the word out of Flowery Branch at AtlantaFalcons.com is that they were looking good, baby, during the rookie minicamp. Man, they look good. They picked up these new schemes. They were able to uh, dissect and rehearse and, and actually go out and perform some of the base sets that we're teaching on offense and defense. Man, this draft class is looking good, baby, at the rookie minicamp. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. 
And there's your Buck Belushio headline. All right, coming up, the big segment, man. You're going to hear from Olivia Rodrigo, believe it or not. Talk a little bit of, uh, about the Falcons, uh, some more about the Falcons. How about that? Got a top five. Kevin Butler, Hall of Famer, is going to be with me today for the Bulldog Roundtable, talking golf and Georgia football. So stick around. More to come. Buck Belushio here on Atlanta Sports Station, the fan, 680 and 93.7. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Is there chaos in your closet? Look, Blouse, you've got some nerve hanging there like that. I can't help it. I'm jammed in here next to this suit. Hey, I'm a three-piece, all right, which means I need a little more room. You've got a lot of attitude for a linen suit. I'm a polyester blend, sweetheart, and there needs to be room for men's clothes, too. Hi, I'm Christina, and in Artisan Custom Closets, we help families organize and simplify their closets with customized storage solutions. See what's possible for your home at artisancustomcloset.com and then call us for a free in-home consultation. 680 and 93.7. Appreciate you hanging out Monday through Friday, 10 to 11. That fan app driven by Beaver Toyota. Beaver Direct, the fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Visit beavertoyotaofcoming.com and see what wow really means if you're listening on a smart speaker that sponsorship is by south point financial services they're the mortgage professionals visit them at spfs.com and the 10 o'clock hour on the buck blue show here on the fan presented by the haug baron law group your champions of personal injury law if you need to win your personal injury case go to championshiplaw.com and DT, I believe you were saying Max Fried won yesterday. That was Charlie Morton. Yeah, that was uh, Nerney brought it to me. I, I mix them up. So Max was uh, pitching well on Saturday. When you know when you get these these brilliant performances, you get them mixed up. Well, yeah, I think it, you're just listening to the first segment with me talking about yep. the Braves. We need a one-two punch at the top of the rotation. And Max on the mind. Yeah, so you got Max lights out, Cy Young candidate for the third year in a row. And you got Charlie Morton in that two spot. Looks like he's got his act back together again, which is good to see. And I don't feel terrible about the three and four spots. The real question is going to be that fifth spot as we move forward. Yeah, and that promo you just heard, too. Remember now, we have Mort, Chris Mortensen, NFL ESPN Insider, joins the Buck Baloo Show every Wednesday here on this show at 1020. So I wanted to get that one out there, too. Try to promote that a little bit. Let's see what's popping. Let's find out what's popping. What's popping, baby? Do you see the Mets release Robinson Cano? You may have missed that. He's now 39 years old. And the Mets owe him $39 million. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to eat that money. And you know what that is? That is a great example of what I've been saying for 21 years here on 680 The Fan, is that the Mets 
are they're challenged because of their idiotic management decisions that happen each and every year. And I understand what the deal is. They're a lot like Auburn trying to keep up with Alabama. You got the Mets always trying to keep up with the Yankees. So they sign these ridiculous contracts. Funny money. Where they, if it doesn't work out, they just cut it, man. They just, okay, we'll pick up the, we'll pick up the remainder of the contract. Robinson Cano, just please go, go away, please. How stupid can you be? In golf, the Mitsubishi Electric Classic, we were out at the golf course twice last week at TPC Sugarloaf. That was awesome. And uh, Steve Flesh ended up winning yesterday his second Champions Tour victory. And you know what? Both of them have come in the same tournament. Flesh, a 65, goes 11 under. Former Kentucky Wildcat, birdied 17. That was the difference. Beat Harrington, Couples, and Toms by one shot. Wells Fargo on the regular tour. Max Homo winner, 68. That was good enough for an eight underscore. His fourth tour win. He's now sixth in the FedEx Cup standings. Coming up next, Byron Nelson out in Texas. And then the year's second major, the PGA Championship. Going on in Tulsa, Oklahoma at Southern Hills. That'll be uh, coming up in a couple of weeks. I heard the locker room show talking about the Kentucky Derby, baby. And we had that upset winner, Rich Strike. 80 to 1 odds, 80 to 1 long shot. And he was in seventh, uh, oh, the thoroughbred, in 17th position heading into the final turn. As we play some audio from the Kentucky Derby. What happened, the best I can tell, is they ran the fastest quarter mile in the 148-year history of the Kentucky Derby to get the race started. Fastest quarter mile ever in almost 150 years. And so the favorites faded late and allowed this 80-to-1 long shot, Rich Strike, to come away with the winner. Biggest upset since 1913 at the Kentucky Derby. You know, I had a lot of people uh, through the years, they've asked me, hey, man, have you ever been to the Kentucky Derby? And I don't think I, you know, I I tell them I don't really want to go to the Kentucky Derby. And then they say, well, why not, man? It's one of the uh, iconic sports events in in the world. Why would you not want to go there? And look, very simply, the fact of the matter is, is Nerny, these people are dressed up. I mean, you see these women going all out, and the men are wearing a suit and tie, and I'm guessing that goes on all morning and all afternoon. And I swore when I got out of the business world that I would never wear a tie for 10 hours a day again. And so that's my theory, and I'm sticking with it. I'm not going to the Kentucky Derby. you got to be dressed up for like eight hours at the track. I don't want any part of that. And it's May, too. I mean, it's starting to get warm outside. That's, yeah, I uh, mean, the last thing you want is a suit and a tie on. It's uncomfortable. Oh, we got SEC baseball winding down. I believe they've got like one more series, or is it? Yeah, two series, two SEC series left in the regular season. And Georgia baseball this week will be traveling to Knoxville. 
They get that Thursday night SEC Network game taking on the number one Tennessee Volunteers in Knoxville. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Georgia now 32-16. and 16. Strength of schedule, RPI, top 10. So they're going to be hosting one of those super regionals unless they just get bombarded here down the stretch. High school baseball winding down. We're now down to the uh, final eight. You got Woodstock taking on Noonan. Parkview taking on Colquitt County. The boys out of Moultrie down in South Georgia. North Gwinnett and Attawa. Mill Creek and Lowndes. Boys down there in Valdosta taking on Mill Creek. And that is the Elite Eight in the high school baseball playoffs. That is winding down. And that's what's popping out there. NBA playoffs still going on. What, the Mavs beat the Suns, even that series at 2-all. Sixers took care of the Heat. That series is evened up. You got Boston, Milwaukee play tonight. Uh, Bucks up 2-1 in that one. And you got Memphis and Oakland. All right, Golden State. Warriors up 2-1 to one in that series. So we get a doubleheader again tonight. Some of what's popping out there. Now I want to talk Falcons, baby. Got that rookie minicamp getting underway on Friday. But I want to talk about the number one concern, Nerdy. And I want you to join in on this conversation. The offensive line, I, I continue to shake my head at what Fontenot has done in the two drafts he's been in charge of the Falcons draft. I mean, obviously, Fontenot has had a low priority on going after offensive linemen. A year ago, he took, I think, Mayfield was a third-round pick, and Dahlman was a fourth-round pick. So I don't think, you know, they, they went in thinking, oh, this is high priority. If it was first, second-round pick is where you're looking at make a big impact. There, uh, this year, second draft for Fontenot, they take a Georgia offensive lineman in round number six. Low priority again this year, which I find really hard to believe because during last season, every Sunday when I tuned into my Falcons, I saw my offensive line getting overwhelmed. Matt Ryan, one of the smartest quarterbacks in the league, Barely had time to get rid of the football. There was a pressure on the quarterback like 30% of the time. Worst in the, one of the worst in the NFL. The running backs averaged like two yards per carry before contact. One of the worst in the National Football League. So both in the passing game and in the running game, our Atlanta Falcons' offensive line was absolutely overwhelmed. So what have we done about it? Well, pretty much next to nothing. Three of the five positions on the offensive line are like the biggest weaknesses on the team. Left guard, center, and right tackle. Mayfield at left guard. Talk about overwhelmed. This dude was overwhelmed last season. And I get people now, they're saying, come on, Blue. I mean, he was a rookie last year. He's going to be better this year. Lord, let's hope so. Couldn't get any worse. And then after seeing excellence at the center position for a number of years with Alex Mack, and it is true, he was getting old, we replaced him with a guy that T brought in here that 
got got pushed around so bad last season. I just stopped watching the center play. I just quit watching. I mean, it scared me as a former quarterback seeing the job Hennessy was doing that I just said, I'm just going to stop watching what's happening after the snap of the ball with the center spot. And then right tackle. You got McGarry. I mean, obviously, they don't think too much of what McGarry's done. They passed on his fifth-year option. So what's going to happen is McGarry's going to play out the year, and then as Nick Saban would say, he's gone. Now, it looks like McGarry has... He, uh, he, he's blown up over this offseason. And so, Nerney, what do you make of this? It looks like he's been in that weight room working overtime. I mean, he's going to walk down the beach and be very proud. He's all blowed up. Oh, you're talking about the McGarry photo that everybody was freaking out over, so it looks like he's been pulling truck. Listen, his problem was never his strength. I hope he was working on his footwork lateral side to side footwork more than he was uh, benching anything because that's that's really been his problem and yeah I, you know they brought in what's his name a Fetty, one of the former bears uh, uh right tackles out i guess a, out of a&m yeah i guess to kind you know kind of push mcgarry at that right tackle position you know looking back at what they did in the draft from rounds two on i i, I was okay i was content with what they did but that first round pick i mean you know the more i think about it the fact that you don't pick up that fifth year on McGarry, I mean, you had a guy in Charles Cross that could yeah. slide in and be that right tackle My for goodness. you know the next five plus years. I, I would have moved Matthews to right tackle. Well, yeah, I mean, well, eventually, I mean, if that's what you had to do, and I think you could do that there. But I, I, I just, I still stick by you know the fact that I, I want to build from within the nice receiver that you can go get the six four receiver. Wait until you have a line of scrimmage established before you go, you know, get the icing on the cake. So you're talking. A lot of sense, Derny. And I'm just glad my name is not Dwayne Ledford. Do you know who Dwayne Ledford is? He's the Falcons' offensive line coach. And the horror he must have felt when he's in that draft room and pick number eight comes up and Charles Cross is on the board, one of the elite offensive tackles in the draft, and when he heard that they were passing on him to take another big receiver, Dwayne Ledford. I know he, he tried to hide the disappointment, but he had to be panicking right there with that draft pick. Let's get to the top five. The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one. It's time for Buck Baloo's top five. All right, DT, let's roll, man. All right, Buck, we got some HSOs we got to go to. Hot Sports Opinion. Just for instance, McShay rates C.J. Stroud higher than Bryce Young. Where do you fall on those two? Uh, as far as the draft goes next year, I saw this. McShay, the NFL draft analyst on ESPN, one of them at least. Look, I, I think he's got it wrong. Now, C.J. Stroud's got some great skills. But ahead of Bryce Young, here's what I love about Young. As a freshman starting the way he managed and manipulated the pocket as a freshman was a plus when he felt the pressure he moved in the pocket he threw accurate balls i think mcshay's lost his mind there's no way that cj stroud's more impressive than bryce young 
And I tell you what, get a look at Bryce Young in year number two to see how much better he was than he was in year number one. This will, this competition will be going on through the entire season upcoming. But, but I'd go Bryce Young, and I wouldn't hesitate. As a Falcons fan, I might not mind Bryce Young dropping just a little bit in next year's draft. It isn't going to happen. Well, depending on where the Falcons pick, we might not need him to, dra- to fall. Uh, we'll move on. I need you to tell me a college football he- head coach that's uh, maybe uh, a little underrated. Underrated. Because every, everybody talks about overrated. Everybody you know, the one guy that really impresses me is Dave Doran at NC State. Okay, yeah, you'll have to fill me in on him. Yeah. Now, remember, he was the head coach at Northern Illinois not too long ago when he led that program oh. to the Orange Bowl. Talk about impressive. And then what he's done in Raleigh, to me, has been really impressive. He's, he's injected life into an average football program, and now they are relevant I mean, they they might be, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, though. Over the last couple of years, the second-best team in the ACC. I think Dave Doran is totally underappreciated. Well, get him some love here on the Buck Blue Show. All right, well, sticking in that ACC, big, or well, sort of, we'll see if he does, to transfer uh, the big pit wide receiver, Jordan Addison, getting a lot of attention. What's the best fit for this young man? Um, well, you know, USC is is what's being said on the street. Yeah, I've heard that. Going to USC. He's from D.C., Addison, and so is Caleb Williams, the quarterback now at S- SC. So, you know, they know each other, I'm sure, and, and that probably helps USC trying to get him out there. But also this, you know, Bryce Young, California kid, he's been working out with Jordan Addison. Yeah, that's got to count for something. So, USC or Alabama looks like the best fit to me. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. All right. What's the NFL team that got the biggest bargain in uh, this year's draft? Oh, this is a no-brainer. This is Nicobe Dean. <sighs> and the Eagles had their rookie minicamp over the weekend, and guess what? Nicobe Dean was 100% full speed and totally impressed the entire Eagles organization. I thought they were injury concerns. And uh, the way we heard, yeah, coming out of the draft is he, you know, this guy could barely get out of bed in the morning. And he's so small. First round skills, they got him in the third round. He showed those skills off at the rookie minicamp, the Eagles. Best bargain in the draft in Nicobe Dean. Big 99, Jordan Davis up there might have a reason to pay attention. All right, Buck. And finally, just throw it open to you. Give me one of those HSOs I was talking about. I need a hot sports opinion. I need a bold take. Desmond Ritter will be the Falcons quarterback the next 10 years. Ha! Woo! I love it. No, I'm kidding. Okay. I'm a little surprised to hear you say that. I'm totally joking. (laughs) That would be a hot take. Yeah, I'm totally kidding, Ralph. There you go. There's the top five today. (laughs) (laughs) Top five on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. Yes, sir. Desmond Ritter. My goodness. What in the world are we doing taking him? Now, I know the Falcons needed a quarterback. I mean, they didn't have enough guys to just get through training camp. But there's no way he's beating out Mariota. And I don't believe he'll ever be a starting quarterback in the National Football League. Just a hunch. And I uh, broke it down last week in the quarterback club, if you missed it. My big problem with uh, Desmond Ritter 
is I don't believe that he's up to the standard of an NFL quarterback throwing the ball intermediate and outside the numbers to be successful as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Where you've got to fit it into tight windows. You've got to throw it accurately. I just don't believe that he can handle that part of the job. I give that pick an F. Yeah, I did. I sure did. I gave it an F. And I I don't have any regrets on that one. And look, if I'm wrong, I'll say it down the road. I'll say I was wrong. I missed on that one. I just don't see how he's he's going to make an impact at the National Football League level. All right, let's get to the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25-20, far sideline, 15-10-5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Howe Glogu, Georgia Pack and Load, AAA, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Joining us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Are you brave enough to take that first step? Visit areyoubraveenough.com to schedule a consultation. Let's talk a little Bulldog football and golf with one of my best friends in the world, Kevin Butler, college football Hall of Famer, legendary Chicago Bears kicker, KB, what's going on on this Monday? Oh, my gosh. We're just starting a great week after a uh, wonderful Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the beautiful mothers out there. Yeah, and I saw you on TV yesterday at the Mitsubishi Electric Classic at your place, TPC Sugarloaf, and you were standing next to Kirby Smart, who was at the golf tournament. (laughs) Yeah, man, me and B. Finn were out there with all our friends. Mr. Scott Spencer hosts uh, a nice little get-together on the 16th tee box, which really was uh, a lot of fun to watch this weekend because, you know, it wasn't the most perfect weather, Buck, but that wind was blowing, especially Saturday. And uh, just to give you an idea of the 71 golfers that came through on Saturday on the 16th par 3, only 24 remained on the green after their shot. So, Pretty tough playing out here at TPC. It was uh, a wonderful finish. And uh, so we had a little cut out of Kirby Smart, and we walked it and kind of put it right in the middle of uh, a group of us standing back there. And and Peter Jacobson recognized him and, and said a little thing. And it was always good. You know, you always got to be recruiting, Buck. You know that. So anytime we can help out uh, Coach Smart, we're going to get him uh, some national exposure. Yeah, Peter, uh, he pulled a no-show on my show Friday, but uh, nonetheless, <laughs> uh, that was awesome on the, the, that. on the broadcast, was was saying it, and apparently Kirby Smart's in the house today. He got yeah, fooled by know, that cardboard cutout. Well, he he might have. I think the other guy was definitely fooled, but I think uh, maybe Peter was making a jest of it, but uh uh, Stuart Silva, who's a big Ford dealer here, and he had that uh, signed photo, signed cutout, and uh, brought it over. And uh, hey, we won the national championship, Buck. We should be on the TV every week. That is awesome. So you've got your you got a charity golf tournament coming up Tuesday, May the twenty fourth. You and Finn have put this thing together. Uh, we're going to tee it up at the River Club. 
I'm hoping to be a part of that, KB. Uh, tell us about the Deborah Classic. Well, we've had uh, the Deborah Classic for about five years now, and the, the Deborah.org, uh, I encourage everybody to go and, and take a quick look at it. There's a lot of charities out there, and all of them are certainly worthy. This is the one that me and B. Finn have found that uh, means a lot to us. Uh, it's the worst disease you've never heard of, and it's a genetic uh, disorder that uh, really enables uh, children um, to grow uh, the proper epidermis in the skin. And so they live a life of um, really blistered skin, um, a lot of bandages on, off, cleaning the wood, wounds and stuff. And it's uh, some of the bravest young children uh, will be out there with us Tuesday. So if you can't come join golf, um, I please just ask you to go to Deborah.org, uh, take a look at it, and then look at your children and uh, thank the Lord that uh, everything is good and we're out there trying to help these families uh, you know, really deal with something on a daily basis, 24-7. Yeah, and Finn says he's going to have us out there doing the show live early. I know we've got an 11 o'clock tea time, so with Finn saying that, man, I'm making plans to be there, brother. Yeah, well, we really appreciate it, Buck. You know, we've got a lot of great supporters out there, and when we can put some celebrities with them, uh, they really enjoy the day, get to meet some new people, ask some, uh, some questions, and hear some stories you probably only hear in the locker room, so... It's a great cause, and, um, you know, Brett Copeland is our, our, our CEO of uh, the Deborah Org, and he's just done a great job putting this together, but we couldn't do it without the support of the people and support uh, people like yourself, Buck. Hey, while well, I've got you on, let me hit you up. Uh, the Falcons, we've got one of the best kickers in the entire league, don't we, in Koo? Yeah, you know, he's just uh, proven himself over and over. I think uh, he's got that attitude, Buck, that you like to see in a kicker that, he doesn't shy away from situations to help his team win a game. You know, he, he tells these guys, get me in the range and, and I'll do the rest. And he's been very successful like that. That's how you gain your team's confidence. You know, you're not going to make everyone, but, uh, you know, the, these kids nowadays, they're hitting the 85 to 90%. And that's um, some great confidence to give a offense when they need that last drive, maybe at halftime or at the end of the game to uh, secure a win. Um, I think who has just done a wonderful job and he seems to get better, better every year. And I tell you what, as far as Georgia and the kickers go at Georgia, Pod Lesney, he's won me over for a lifetime with that game winning kick he had against Cincinnati in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. But I tell you what, Zerker really caught my eye at uh, G Day, the backup kicker, young guy. Uh, Jared Zirkel came in with a big leg. Looks like he's polished it up a little bit. Yeah, he came in in the class of 19, I think, maybe 20. He came in and uh, just has uh, really developed. I mean, he's gotten so much bigger. I think he kept growing not only uh, a little bit taller, but he just put on some weight and some some good weight. You know, Scott Sinclair uh, does not let these guys gain weight that will not be used. So when I say good weight, weight there, you know, his, his lower half, his legs, his flexibility, everything is working towards him. I would expect to see him do a little bit more of the kickoffs this year and really work his way into that backup uh, because we're going to be losing pod after this year. And uh, we need to have somebody step in there. I'm interested to see in the punting um, where we're going with the Australian young man who uh, I've heard great things about. I have not seen him kick yet, but um, you know, it's a, it's a, change in philosophy of kicking uh, compared to uh, Jake Cremata. I think if you look at all these defenders that left last year, I think one of the most uh, influential people that we lost last year in the game 
is our punter. And, and what I mean by that defense that we had, what Jake could do with flipping and putting teams in the minus territory inside the 20 consistently throughout a game really just played into our defense, really attacking, being aggressive. Um, I think that's going to be something that we really, really need to replace. Kevin Butler here on the Buck Baloo Show. We appreciate you, Kevin. We'll talk to you soon, man. Always, Buck. Take care. Thanks for making time for us today. All right, coming up next, do the Braves have a top 10 shortstop? The Buck Baloo Show says yes, and I'm going to tell you why coming up next. Baloo Show here on Atlanta Sports Station, The Fan, 680 and 93.7. And now drive to left by Contreras. That baby's gone. Out there in left. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hi, I'm Mark Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair? Foundations sink or settle. These issues need to be addressed. It only becomes more costly the longer you put it off. What is the biggest cause of foundation problem? Either poor construction, inferior site preparation, or weather. Drought causes cracks in your foundations. If you see any signs of foundation issues, please contact us at AtlantaRamjack.com. Field, Yelich just turned around to watch it. Contreras enjoyed the view, too, from home plate. Three-run homer for William Contreras. Nine to nothing, Atlanta. Yeah, good day yesterday. Nine runs. Let's get Contreras in that batting order a little more often now that we got the DH. And the T's there, I'm... I'm believing Dansby Swanson gives the Braves a top 10 shortstop in Major League Baseball. I know there's some people probably driving off the road here, but but stick with me for a second. Dansby Swanson is back balling. And you look at the top five shortstops in Major League Baseball. Uh, take your pick on the order. You got Trey Turner, Carlos Correa, Corey Seager, Xander Bogarts, and uh, Lindor would be the top five shortstops in the league. Now, some of these people have Tatis Jr. in there and Bo Bichette. I do not because Ballou factors in defense when it comes to who's the top shortstop. Plus, I also factor in professionalism and intangibles. And at least on the Buck Ballou show, Dansby Swanson, who's back balling right now, I look at him as a guy that's a top 10 shortstop in Major League Baseball. If I had a little more time, I would go a little deeper into that. But uh, certainly uh, very impressed with Dansby and glad he's back on track. Time for the final word. I arrived at the Battery Atlanta today to do the show, and there was a line that was going around the block. And I'm wondering, what the heck's going on? Well, there's a concert at the Roxy later today. And Olivia Rodrigo is going to pack the house. There'll be 3,600 young fans in there for the Sour Tour. And this is her big hit, Driver's License. It's uplifting. Yeah, this is, uh, this is heartfelt here. 
But I'll tell you what, she's bringing the fans out today. They are lined up around the Battery Atlanta. You would have thought they were giving away more of those championship rings, the way that line was lined up. Speaking of the title of her song, Driver's License, I may lose uh, my driver's license because I think I took out six or seven people on my way to the uh, Orange Deck today. Yeah, I mean, they were all out in the road, too. Which is amazing. We usually have, like, you know, a couple dozen police officers here for Braves games. There's one poor soul down there trying to say, hey, can we get off the street here? I mean, can we get to work? She's packing them in. Hope they enjoy it. That's going to do it for the Buck Baloo Show. Nick and Chris are out with Road Dog. They'll pick up the baton and run with it next. Here on Atlanta Sports Station, the fan, 680 and 93.7. A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.